Welcome to the Gospel Addict Podcast. I'm Greg Bryan. And I'm Jim Resky. We're gospel addicts because we believe the gospel of Jesus isn't just good news, it's the best news ever. We're addicted to the gospel because it doesn't just start us out in the Christian life, it is the Christian life. Join us as we look at the Bible through the lens of the gospel. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, so I had I had already done a reference to a Led Zeppelin song earlier in this story, and I can explain that. I'm happy to explain that. Um, here, Fair I was going to way make... to heaven. No, 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 no. I'll save that for another time. It was uh, their their first hit, uh, "Good Times, Bad Times," and extra points if you know the year of that song, Greg. Do you know the year that song came out? Uh, seventy nine, sixty eight. What well, really? Yes, nineteen sixty-eight. Wow. I yes. remember that because that's one year after my my birth year. Oh, perfect yeah. for your one year birthday. Yeah, yeah. so um, they're unleashed on the world. Anyway, I'll get to that song because actually I mentioned that I made a oblique reference to that song. I got a few laughs, a few chuckles from some of the folks that, that knew the song. Right, only a few. Maybe that's good that way. But I did it on purpose, and I was ready for the answer. No one asked me about it, but that song actually speaks a little. It's a it's a Job themed song. Really? Yes. Uh, I'll just tell you now. Then we'll go on to the uh, the other uh, the other other page or to- the other topic. But very briefly, this the song says, you know, um, it's good times, bad times by Led Zeppelin, and the song says, in the days of my youth, I was told what it means to be a man, and now I've reached that age, I try to do those things the best I can. That's the way the song starts. So here, someone says, I was told the rules. I was brought up with the rules. I've always followed the rules. I try to do those good things. And then the chorus, uh, then he talks about losing a love when he fell in love in 17. And the chorus says, you know, my woman left home with a brown-eyed man, but I just don't seem to care. So it's like, you know what? I did all these things right. I tried to do all these things right. I played by the rules, and bad things happened to me anyway. Life is random. So in many ways, it's a very, if someone said, I can't believe, why in a Bible study referencing Led Zeppelin? How dare you? And I said, let me tell you why. Because this is someone, you know, these are 20-something kids in the late 60s, and they're wrestling things. You know what they're wrestling with? Job-like themes. I, I was raised right. I, I did the right things. I thought, and my woman left me anyway. What? How, how does the world work? And it's like 9,000 years later, echoes of the book of Job in classic Zeppelin. So That's very awesome. That's my answer. I love that. I love... I, you know, there's so many great songs, especially the classic rock and roll songs. Like The Who has a bunch of songs that are like all oh, yeah. about seeking um, identity. Yes, who you are. You know who, who you are. Who yeah, are you? Who yeah. are you? But Eminence Front, other ones of the Who. They, they, I, what I love is when look, a Prince did this. Secular. We could have a whole podcast about this, but secular artists. Yeah. who are like knocking on the door because they're wrestling with how the world works. And they're like, sp- you're, you, can, you can hear it. They're like grasping out their spiritual to the truth. They're looking, right. And they're, they're like, sometimes, yes, yes, they're poets, they're artists. So they really want to understand and oftentimes getting close, but not quite. And like, oh, you're so close. The answer is Christ. But yeah, Kansas. I love like carry on my wayward son, right? Wayward son, right? 
Uh, what's the other bit? Dust in the wind. Dust in the wind. Yes, of course. Yes, right. So this is, I feel another podcast coming on, Greg. We'll, we'll, yeah. Anyway, the, the question you asked me about that thing about what God can't tell you why it was an Eagles reference. I can't tell you why. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah you know the song, I Can't Tell You Why by the Eagles? I know the Eagles, but um, man, you're bringing up all kinds of... Uh, I'm talking about my generation, Greg. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't remember the song. I have to listen. <laughs> we don't have to plug it. We don't have to plug it here. Let's just keep going. But the whole point is that God can't tell you why you're suffering. And that that comes straight from Keller. That's That was Keller's, straight from Keller. And he, a couple of different sermons he gave on Job. You know, the idea that if you if God tells you why you're suffering... Then you know what's in it for you, and you're not suffering for him. Now you're suffering for you. And so you're not really learning the lesson, whatever lesson you have for you in the suffering of preening you and pulling you from your self-centeredness, you just lost it. If you feel and like, then, yeah. And then somehow Satan wins the bet, right? Satan wins the bet. Exactly. Because Satan said, Job doesn't love you for you. He loves you for what's in it for him. And so God explains to Job how his suffering goes. And then Job says, oh, now I can get through. Now they know it's in it for me. I can get through it. Satan says, see, I told you. He doesn't, he doesn't love you for you. He doesn't suffer for you. It's all about what's in it for him. You're fooling yourself, God. So Satan would completely win the bet. If God ever, if he got ever explained to Job ever, even at the blast at the end of the book, where he's, you know, where were you when I laid the foundations of the world? God cannot tell Job ever why he's suffering. If he does, then Job says, oh, God, God, God. Yeah, thanks. Do you think it was, okay, do you think it was Satan's idea to send G, to to send Jesus? like To send Jesus? Well, to, to save us from our sins? Well, no, no, not, not, to, I, and I, I'm just like brainstorming out loud, like of how, if Job is a type of Christ, right, did, did God did Satan say to God, "Oh, well, you're you're protecting your son, like, you know, I bet you wouldn't, you know, let me let me have your son." Oh wow, Greg, I never thought of that. So you're saying that the in the prologue, the the conversation between Satan and God that's in the Book of Job could that be of, somehow foreshadowing Christ too? Uh, but it's a that would be a foreshadow of Satan and the Father talking about Jesus, the Son. Yeah, where the where Satan is talking. Oh, wow, I've never basically, heard that. basically Satan is like, oh, you'll never ever let go of your son, and your son, he's going to betray you. He won't go through with this. He doesn't love you for you. He doesn't really love you the way you think he loves you. Wow, I don't know. That's really something, Greg. Yeah. I wonder if any theologian is. You might have live in real time tapped into something no theologian has ever. <laughs> It could be complete heresy, but it could be it could be a new insight. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah, and I I totally am just thinking out loud here. So um wow. we're we're totally comfortable doing. Well, right. was there anything else that you wish you would have said? Yeah, one or two little things. This this is like production things. So at the beginning, if you're listening, if you are a listener of this podcast and you go back and listen to this on audio. You, what you would not have seen is at the beginning, I talked about my dog, but I was playing a video clip of my dog at the time I was talking about my dog. And that's okay, because I'm doing this in front of an audience, and what they were seeing was a video clip of me basically feeding my dog a snack and him chomping on the snack. And so the, you, if you're listening on audio, you might hear a few chuckles, like what is Jim's just describing his dog, what's going on? They were watching a, this short video clip of the dog. 
And I, this is a little trick of bridging the audio and video worlds that in some way I should have made a, a some oblique reference to the video that is not obvious to the people in the room at the time to say, by the way, we're recording this and we'll show it later people who are only get on audio. So I have to describe this. Bear with me a moment while I describe what they what you see that they can't. That's too much. Right, right. right. But you some oblique reference you say just in the same way as you can see obi my dog loving the little some so that later it makes sense on audio because yeah. i think that there was another time i did this with some illustration i gave the one that's uh that looks like a cross where you say the uh oh, what was it the new yorkers and east coast people we 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 midwesterners and religious people see the world in a scale of good to bad yeah it's a horizontal axis and they see the whole world in a scale of smart to dumb. You know, and we think you're bad, you need salvation. They think you're just an idiot, you believe in God, you're just an idiot, you're dumb. And I said that, and I remember I remember this very distinctly, and I didn't even describe once verbally the image that I had on the screen behind me. So I thought, that's not going to work well for a podcast. So that's a lesson learned for me this time when I played a little dog clip video. Little that's like a production thing. Um yeah. And then there was one, uh, uh, the Bible difficulty thing. It came up in Q&A. I had at the beginning, and I took your advice to say, don't go down too many rabbit holes in the beginning because you won't get to the main thing you want to talk about, especially like a Bible difficulty. And what was the Bible difficulty you're talking about? Satan Satan entering God's presence? That was one, and I thought that's, that that maybe the way to interpret it. This is the Bible Project's uh, thought that the way to interpret it is that it's the Satan. It's it's an angel that's taking a contrarian view to God. It's not actually the devil. It's not Lucifer. It's just uh, a contrarian angel. Uh, and I did I for time reasons I took that at the beginning, but also for I think sometimes if you, if you hit that kind of Bible difficulty at the beginning. If you lose people and they say, wait a second, what does that mean? What are they, if that's true, then the whole I gotta read the whole thing differently. And and I don't know if I agree with that. And that that now you're tampering with scripture and you could you could just throw minds off right at the beginning with a controversial kind of thing like that. So I thought actually this way it came out better in QA um instead of mentioning it. But there was another one as well, the second Bible difficulty. And we talked about this briefly, I think, in the initial the pre-podcast, and that's the whole question of whether Job is a real character or not, whether he really lived and was a real human being and really lived and existed, or whether it's just a story, right? Um, And actually, I was talking to my wife about this earlier. She said, you should take that out. I said, really? I was going to kind of hit that head on at the beginning to kind of talk about these Bible difficulties. Some people like the Bible difficulties, and it's legitimate to talk about some Bible difficulties. She said, don't do that. <laughs> because you're going to have some people that, you know, A, strongly disagree with you. You're tampering with scripture, and you're, you know, that's not a, you know, uh, it sounds heretical. So they'll start disagreeing with your mind, and you'll lose them for the, they won't listen to anything else you say. That's what, yeah. that's a, it, or a lot, all the, suddenly 10 hands go up. I want to talk about this. What does what that, you yeah. know, and now you're like, okay, it's been 30 minutes. Yeah. I agree with her. I agree with yeah. her, but I you're saying she... you regret like, no, I don't regret it at all. I'm bringing it up now. Cause this is, this is the, uh, retre- what we, the retread, the, oh, yeah. the debrief. The, so now I could say, this is something I thought about. And I think it's an interesting idea. We could talk about it in a debrief, but I'm, I am, I, I know that was, she, she had the right call. Don't, 
don't bring up this kind of controversial Bible difficulty at the beginning. You know, if it comes up a Q&A, fine. Right. And that one didn't. That one didn't. Like, was just Job? did Job really exist? Did not come up. And there are answers for it. I mean, the, the, the you know, Job is referred to in Ezekiel. We talked about this on the pre-show. He's yeah. referred to a couple different places in Scripture. So there's reasons why people say, no, no, he, he really wasn't a real human being. Um, and um, it's not, and it, honestly, the, the resolution of that doesn't affect me anyway. I th- still think it's inspired. There's lessons to learn from it. It doesn't change my faith if it was, if he was or wasn't. So, right. But that was kind of a, I don't know, editorial choice at the beginning to kind of skip that and kind of your, your general advice, get to the meat of what the biggest point you want to say, try to get to that really early. Yeah. You know, you did a great like, job. Well, the Messiah thing, I mean, the, the messianic pastures, that was the biggest thing. So, um, anyway, kind of glad I got to that. So, so I had the question for you. Yeah. What is I thought, the question? Well, I thought the way you, your outline for your Ezra talk, I thought was so brilliant. And the way you set that up, you had like, what was it? Like nine questions, eight, seven questions. Seven. You seven. 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 Perfect numbers. He had seven questions from the book of Ezra. The, it, it was like, it wasn't some standard outline you get in the intro to your, in your study Bible. It was like the way you saw the book. And we talked about this in a, a previous podcast, but you you're, you said, these are the, th- the questions it was teaching me. And I thought of it. I thought of trying to tackle Job that way. And it didn't work for me to do that. I was wondering if you, if you were on the spot and you had to do that, and he said, try to look at Job in that same lens. Well, maybe it's good for our listeners to first remind them of the, the things you did for Ezra, what those were, if you want to give a couple examples of those. Yeah, so I, I came up with seven questions that that kind of stood out to me from the book of Ezra. Is God faithful to fulfill his promises from chapter one? Am I living from my new identity? Chapter three, how do I handle disappointment? How should I handle opposition? Is God's word a priority in my life? What role does repentance play in my life? Um, and then what is the hand of the Lord? Because there's mm. this phrase, the hand of the Lord, that's repeated. So, yeah, I think I would probably um I'm kind of I'm kind of making it a theme this year. I, I, we'll see if I stick with it, that I'm gonna try to come have like seven points. Um, yeah. Okay. So I, this one was seven questions. I don't know if I'll do that. I'm teaching on the book five of the Psalms. We'll see how I can. Oh, you could do that. You could do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out. But in in the book of Job, I would talk about like you know, um, you mentioned some of the some of the things, and I think I would hopefully have hit some of the same topics you you did too, like. What does Job one tell us about how to understand the universe? You know how the universe works. Mm, okay, what does it teach us about how the universe works? How, um, uh, what, what is the role of suffering in a Christian's life? How should we help somebody that's suffering? Mm, we would mm, have mm. tackled that a little bit. That's that's because good. See Job's these are friends. Job's friends. They do it for seven days. They sit there and they don't say a word. Good times. That was that was when they were. That's when they were good friends, right? Right, right. But then when they when they speak, they just 
you know, they're not helpful. They're, right. they're accusatory. And so, um, so I would come up with stuff like that, you know, um, why is the question, why do good people suffer? Not a good question, you know, right. um, what is the retribution principle? That's like a fact question. So like, like your Ezra questions, the thing I love about it, I'm just, I'm, I think it's just coming to me now why they're, I think, why I really like the way you did that so much. It's all, they're all personal application questions, right? Your, uh, well, your seventh one was like a fact question, like what does the hand of God mean? Or that's kind of like a st Bible study question, go deeper. Yeah. But the first six are like, they're like, what you would ask, because you're, you're a whole lifetime of experience doing this, if you were in a small group Bible study standing around, you say, okay, we just read this passage. What are you gonna, What about what you just read is going to change your life? How do we apply it to, how do we apply right? it to our life? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Jim, I, I thought, I thought you did a fantastic job covering the book of Job. Um, and I don't know how I would teach it differently. Um, I certainly can't think of anything that, that I would add. I've, and I felt like you did it. You did a good job um, helping us um, where we could come to our own personal applications of, um, uh, for example, just understanding why we shouldn't ask why we're suffering, like right. why that's not a good question to ask. Um, yeah, I thought so. So I don't know. I don't know. I I I haven't spent much time thinking about it, but you know what comes to my mind are just some of those, uh, yep, some of those topics, suffering, um, how to comfort somebody when they're suffering. Oh, that's good. You know, um, what did Job's friends do right? What did they do wrong? What uh you know what something about well you didn't get to the point where god speaks no 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 but you yeah. go ahead go ahead if, you, if you're thinking of it like a kind of life application question from that what would you say um what would god what would god say to you and i like you know if 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 uh you know what what would he want to say to us um here's here's one for you is it is it is it wrong to kind of question god the way job did because job really kind of comes on strong sometimes he does and i think i think the answer is pretty clear is no it's not i think god can handle it i think we see it in the psalms where the psalmist um you know questions god where are you god why have you forsaken me even jesus question you know good point yeah, why have you forsaken me? Right, right. Um, Abraham certainly did, right? So God, yeah. God to his face, right? In Genesis 15, so. Right. So what are you teaching next? I think it's Ecclesiastes. And I jumped up usually. So if um, our co-teachers ever listen to this podcast, my apologies. Um, because we, we, we throw out these of the schedule and everyone kind of jumps in and says, what do you want to take? And usually I sit back and because I'm still the new guy, let everyone take what they want to take. And then I'll pick up the whatever's left. This time I jumped right and said, ooh, I want Ecclesiastes. So I jumped in line. And then uh, I, uh, one of our colleagues, you know, kind of wanted to do that. And I, I have actually apologized to him and offered a switch. He said, no, 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 it's okay. You can do Ecclesiastes. And you got Song of Songs too, right? 
I do, but it's wisdom literature. And I wanted to kind of follow up because I think it ties in with Job. It so does. I, right. I really want to pull more out of that and kind of maybe tie those together. I did a little bit in the Job talk about, you know, how some of it ties together, you know, Proverbs, yeah. the wisdom literature. But, I, you know, and honestly, Greg, for a long time, Ecclesiastes has been my favorite book of the Bible. So I'll probably, oh. yeah, because awesome. just the, the way it, um, the kind of concepts and ideas it wrestled with about life and how the world works. And so that was, yeah. so I, I jumped, kind of jumped the gun and I hope my, no, I think for that. So I don't, first of all, I don't think you're the new guy anymore, but, um, <laughs> kind of, but I think they, they want us to, you know, teach the script parts of scripture we're passionate about and, and, uh, um, so yeah, that's cool. That'll be great, man. What I'm about you? To that. I'm Do doing, we- uh, I'm doing book five of the Psalms. So I think it's Psalm 107 to 150. Oh, okay. So that'll be a, a little bit of a challenge because. Oh, that the final book. Psalm 119. Oh, is, you, could just, you could just do that. Right. I could. Which I mentioned in my Ezra talk that one of the theories is that Ezra might have written Psalm 119. There's your tie-in. If you, if you read it, if you read Psalm 119. It does sound like something Ezra would have written. It's so rich, Greg. Think about it. You might want to, it's so good. And we never spend the time. It's 176 verses, right? So people don't spend the time to really, really dwell all the way on Psalm 119. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if well, I focus on that or not. Yeah. Okay. There's, well, there's certainly plenty of stuff to do, right? That's the beauty of what we're doing here. Like you you learn something every time you go through it. And there's always something new aspects yeah, to talk about. There is. Well, yeah. hey, this has been good, Jim. I think we're we're about um I think we we we're wrapped up here. I mean, unless you have any final thoughts you want to share. No, I Fred, thanks very much. Appreciate it. And I appreciate the, the I think the chance to do these little debriefs to kind of go over some things that you you know it's the the the, the three things again, Greg, the talk you want to give, the talk you actually give. And the talk you wish you would have given. So it's something like that, right? Yeah, the talk you prepare, the talk you deliver, and then the talk you wish you would have delivered. That's it. But so Jim, you got you got really close this time. More work to be done. And more work to be done. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Gospel Addict Podcast. Feel free to contact us via email at gospeladdictpodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. And remember... On your worst days, you're never beyond the reach of God's grace. And on your best days, you're never beyond the need of God's grace. See you next time.